Letter from the editor. I'm sorry, not sorry, that this episode is so long. I feel like this entire episode felt like it was an adventure into almost, because I was almost telling you the whole story. But I digress. Part of the reason that I had so much to say about it is because I was so very deeply moved by it. It was a very powerful film, and there was also more to say about it because it was saying more. Anyway, I would love to go edit it and change it, but I'm too busy gashing my leg. So, this is Basil. Okay, thanks, bye! Ring, 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 Click. Hey, sorry, can't answer the phone. I'm too busy sitting by myself on my porch waiting for my partner to come home because she has my keys. But I knew that I would be waiting, and I want to just be here. So I'm not going to answer my phone right now. But leave me a voicemail, and I can't wait to hear it. And I will return it. And this is Basil K. Thanks. Bye. Oh, hey. How's it going? What's up? Oh, I just, you know, I just spent the first two hours of my day sobbing because my kiddo and I watched that new Lin-Manuel Miranda uh, musical, uh, Vivo. And it was delightful. Oh, it was amazing. It was, it was very fun. And you know, honestly, I didn't know anything about Lin-Manuel. Oh, excuse me. Sorry, we just got the coconut cream, the heavy coconut cream back in stock. And so I mixed it with my smoothie and it's kind of, it's not the most well portioned. It's definitely heavy on the heavy coconut cream, which is really tasty, but I drank too much of it. Now I have the hiccups. And I didn't know anything about Lin-Manuel Miranda other than Hamilton, which I did not consume because it was just like way too popular. Yeah, I'm that person sometimes. Sorry, not sorry. I didn't know much about his musical musical prowess, but recently, you know, I saw him talk about Hamilton on Drunk History, which was fun and great. Uh, he plays the weather balloon character in the series His Dark Materials, and that was great. I've, and then I watched Vivo, and I love it. I do have comments about it, uh, but I'm probably going to cry every time I watch it. It's very fun, great for kids, delightful animations, very beautiful. Um, fun character development, interesting layers. There's definitely layers and layers of and plot and development and analogy, um, which I appreciate, a lot of call and response. And of course, the songs are delightful. But, let, and then I realized that Lin-Manuel Miranda wrote the music for, <gasps> what's the name of the movie? Uh, Moana, which is another, another musical that I adore, along with Coco. But, he didn't write Coco. Uh, and, <laughs> oh, Coconut Creamy. But I now will probably at some point end up checking out Hamilton. I don't know. Regardless, we're talking about Evo. And this is going to be a spoiler-free... I'm going to 
do my best. It's gonna be a spoiler-free reaction and commentary. I'm trying to, I'm pausing for a second to think like, okay, so what, what adjustments do I need to make if it's gonna be spoiler-free? Um, I'm gonna try and make it completely spoiler-free, even though there's big twists early on. Let's just say, Okay, uh, so the story centers around Vivo and the oddball um, Gabriella, Gabby, and the story starts in Cuba and then takes place in Florida, and Gabby goes on a big adventure, and Vivo is tagging along. It definitely has an air of feeling like Gabby is the main character, but she's not. And they, they tell you that really early on. Vivo's the main character. The name of the movie is called Vivo. It is interesting that we recently watched The Mitchells vs. The Machines, which I should also talk about, I suppose. Um, but the, the Gabby reminds me of the main character, quote-unquote, the main character in Mitchells vs. The Machines. It's she is the outcast, she is the weirdo, but she's proud of it. She marches to the beat of her own drum, and she'd rather be alone than compromise who she is, which is a great message. That's awesome. Um, I think it's a much different message than the one that I have critiqued in the past of follow your dreams. Follow your dreams, I think, is bullshit. Be who you are, I think, is difficult and admirable and... and great. That's a great way to empower kids. Your dreams change all the time. Well, the fuck are you going to follow your dreams? Also, you live in a capitalistic society. Sometimes following your dreams isn't necessarily financially responsible. And if you want to be yourself, you have to have a level of financial security. It's a weird world that we live in. It's uncomfortable. And, as my daughter would say, life is hard. I'm so glad the coconut cream came back. The reduced fat was just not doing it. I was using it, it just wasn't doing it. It was so, mm, high notes of coconut, but it's got that thick, wide fat flavor. Mm, big mouth feel. Anyway, I thought it was interesting that it has this air of Gabby being the main character, when in actuality, Vivo is obviously the main character. Vivo is the character that is going through the plot, the character development. Uh, Vivo seems to be an extension of, which both make sense from the beginning, um, and their relationship. Vivo seems to be an extension of Andreas, and Vivo is kind of relearning Andreas's um, mistakes to not end up, not that there's anything wrong with ending up like Andreas, but Vivo is, is trying to not end up like Andreas. Okay, shit, fuck, I'm sorry. We're gonna, I need, I need to do, this is gonna be spoiler now, because I, there's, there's specific things that I want to talk about that I think are very relevant, um, so stop here if you don't want the movie spoiled for you. Stop here if you don't want the movie spoiled for you. Spoilers, spoilers, alert, alert, alert. For real, just go see it and then come back to me. So, in Vivo, um, it starts with 
Vivo, the not monkey. God damn it, now I can't remember. Ah. Vivo, the not a monkey, is friends, is, is working with Andreas, who is an, an old man who is playing street music with the help of the not monkey. And they play music together. That's how they make their living. They are loving life and they're doing their thing in their little town in Cuba. And uh, Andreas finds out that the love of his life is having one final show and he's invited and it's revealed that he wrote a secret song for her about the fact that he was in love with her and he didn't go with her to Miami for whatever reason. I mean, it looks like so we're going to pause here. So there is this part of the whole thing where it feels like there's this big love story of how, um, and it's, it's, it's complicated. There's layers in all of this, and I really, really appreciate that. But so Andreas didn't follow um, the, 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 Andreas didn't follow the female star because he was afraid, not sure, they don't totally allude to what he was afraid of, he, but he doesn't tell her that he loves her because she's leaving to Miami and he doesn't want her to make a choice to stay because of him, which I will say is absolute horseshit. I think that you, other people can make their choices, like you don't need to control, it, 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 telling someone that you love them is not the same thing as controlling them. You don't need to say, oh, I love you, don't leave me. That's problematic. You could say, oh, shit. You could, you could try to develop a long-term relationship. You, like, there's a lot that you could do other than, I'm not going to tell you how much I love you, and I'm not going to talk to you for 50 years. Like, I don't, that, there's a little bit there that seems weird to me. I appreciate the love song that he wrote for her, that the whole movie is kind of based around, except for the... Because in the song, it's like, I'm not going to let my fear of the world hold you back. I love you too much. To me, it felt like a very, like, parent... And this is because I'm a parent. It felt like a very parent-to-child song. Like, I, I'm always going to be here. I'm always going to love you. But I'm not going to let my fears for you get in the way of you living your life. It did not feel like... I, I am an equal to you and I love you and to protect you I'm not going to tell you I love you I don't know there were parts of it that I didn't like and didn't appreciate and felt like it was a little weird but so um, <coughs> one thing about coconut cream is it is thick it does kind of get caught in your throat when you're doing a bunch of talking anyway so Andreas dies, and it's sad as fuck, and my partner told me about it, so the whole introduction of waiting for Andreas to die, which was just me crying constantly, because he seems like the most interesting and most well-developed character in the entire fucking movie, um, and I, I Double Toasted talked about how they wanted a movie about Andreas, which, yeah, totally, I would love to see that movie, but... I don't think that it would be as interesting or necessarily as engaging because the story is actually about Vivo 
and Vivo has, like, if the guy is going and telling him that he loves her now, well, he's lived this whole life that we're not aware of, so him, quote-unquote, changing to now be, quote-unquote, brave enough to tell her that he loves her, it's already passed. Like, we missed the story with him. That's part of why he dies. Like, he already fucked it up. He already didn't engage her. He didn't love her. He, he didn't, he di- you know what I mean? Like, it's, it, his story is done. And it's sad as fuck. He seemed like a great guy, and it seemed like a great character. He seemed sweet. And so then we follow Vivo, as Vivo is wants to take his song that he wrote to the famous woman and fulfill his final wishes kind of thing. So... Vivo is very scared of the world. Vivo is very anxious. So it's kind of surprising that Vivo is, wants to do this thing. Um, that seems a little out of character that Vivo would jump in the backpack and take advantage of the situation. Um, but sure, that happens. But so then Vivo gets with Gabby, and Gabby's like, hell yeah, let's do this. I am a fucking off-the-wall kid, and no one can tell me what to do. So she tags in, and the whole adventure is a cute nod to the fact that she can't understand him, and but he can understand her, and he is speaking English to the animals, and the animals can understand each other, but it's the normal world. The animals aren't literally talking, which I thought was very cute. I thought that was a very cute nod to, like... Disney movies where animals talk. And they handled it very subtly, which was nice. It wasn't in your face. But so, the character development that Vivo goes through is first, he's very scared. And this is, they have, they get on a raft, Vivo's like, oh, well, let's just give up. Which does make sense for Vivo's character, since he is very timid and very scared, and he's like, I had my life in Cuba, and I didn't want that to change, and now everything's changing, and I hate it, and I'm scared. Got it. That makes sense. Doesn't necessarily make sense that he's going to travel to Miami, but it does make sense that he would tag on to Gabby, because he's just kind of going from one attachment to another. It's not like he's going out and being independent and being his own person, quote-unquote person. Except, as they're going, Gabby's teaching him, quote-unquote, teaching him how to drum, but she's actually teaching him to just, like, relax, and, like, things change, and plans happen. I wish in the song where um, they're on the raft, I kind of wish Gabby was singing the first verse, because it doesn't really make sense for me that he's, that, that Vivo's singing the first verse, because just... One, the song is great. It's very powerful and amazing. It's the, um, and all I can do in the road bends is lean into the curve. Ugh. And all I can do when the tank runs dry is see what's in reserve. It's amazing. It's beautiful. It makes me cry every time. But that sentiment at the beginning of the song should not be sung by Vivo because Vivo isn't feeling that. That is a sentiment of someone who is strong and knows that things happen and things change, which doesn't fit Vivo's character development at that point. It does make sense at the end of the song 
And it does change. It does make sense at the end of the song that he would be saying those things because he's literally developing through the songs. One thing this movie does very well is that it does... Every song is progressing the plot. There is never a song that just stops and is a song. It's phenomenal musical. Good job, everybody. Thank you. Um, but in that song, there in the beginning of the song, this part does make sense for him to sing of like, look at how small, I, I, now I can't remember the pitch of the melody, but like, look how small, look at, look at the size of the world when it was just the two of us speaking to when it was just he and Andreas in Cuba and how small the world was. And by the end of it, he's saying, look at the size of the world now that it's just the two of us. And just in his inflection and implication, he's saying, now that I'm with you, Gabby, the world is huge. The horizon holds a promise of a future. There's hope. And it's an awesome, very powerful song. And then he gets separated and has to learn to be his own independent person, which is perfect. It fits great with, with the narrative. It fits great with him and then with uh, his development. And then he uh, ends up meeting this weird duckbill bird thing and convinces them to fall in love. And it's weird. And it feels like it's just a plot convenience. And like, why is this bird all doing all of these things? Except... It's essentially the first step of Vivo learning not to make Andreas' mistakes. He's coaching these birds to not make the same mistake that Andreas made of not saying I love you, of being too afraid. So in that way, as plot convenient as it is, it makes a ton of sense as far as the layers of analogy go and as far as the layers of Vivo's character development. And it's great, and I love it, and I think it's perfect. Um, the birds are really very silly. Their song is delightful. Love is gonna lift you up and never let you down. That's not how it goes, but it's really good. And then I need to pause because my lunch break is up and it's been 15 minutes and I'm trying to keep things short to 15 minutes so I mean my voicemail has a 15 minute capacity so I better wrap this up oh yeah okay cool thanks this is Basil bye ring 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 and also beep click sorry can't answer the phone right now I'm too busy adjusting my medications for my hyperthyroidism as a result of Graves' disease. But I really appreciate you calling. Thank you. I can't wait to get your message and listen to it and return your message. I hope you're doing well, or at least you're being honest with how you're feeling. And you are processing those emotions or if you are doing well and or if you're doing well I hope you're processing those emotions because sometimes you're doing well and you make bad choices not you in particular and not necessarily me in particular but definitely me in particular anyway this is Basil okay thanks bye okay hey so where was I oh yeah the birds and vivo and so the next section I really appreciated the snake, even though snakes, yes, snakes are predators in the wild. No matter what you chose, it was going to have a level of iconography around it. I'm not really a big fan of just like snakes being the bad guy, so to speak. 
um, my kiddo was really sad that the dolphins were forced to be quiet by the snake. The snake didn't like loud sounds, and so Vivo's newly gained... Ooh, excuse me. Vivo's newly gained voice, so to speak, is now his downfall because he's loud. Um, and he gets in the tussle with the snake, but then he ends up using his loud voice to, you know, make the snake tie itself in a knot. So his voice that he's found that became a possible downfall be, ended up becoming his strength. Cool. That was a great analogy for the fact that people are are out there, they're not going to like your voice, they're going to want to silence you, but you can, you can use, use your voice to tie them in knots around trees. I... Marta, that was her name. Um, so then there's, oh, I also really liked the, the, like, Girl Scout characters. Uh, Gabby made them seem like they were just going to be these vapid empty characters but they were hilarious and they, this is i'm jumping around a little bit they were hilarious and they were very intelligent and they were very engaged and i really appreciated that because you could have been lazier with their characters and you were not and uh it, you know it was cool that vivo saved um gabby and them from the snake with his voice so then they get on the boat, and they go to Miami, and they show up, and they get there. And they do a really good job throughout this entire film of shifting the animation uh, style to fit the what's going on. It's a very common thing you will see where a memory is in black and white, or uh, 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 an emotion or a thought is in a 2D style. And it Vivo follows that exact same style of trope where the memories of Andreas and Marta are in this beautiful, like, 1920s-esque 2D illustration, and the movie is all in this very stylized 3D illustration, 3D animation, and then when you get to Miami, everything has the neon overlays, which worked very well, and worked very well with Gabby's character, just because all of Gabby's everything is very bright and neon and loud, so then she seemed to fit in very well in Miami. And then they find that Marta is absolutely heartbroken by the news of Andres' death. She's hoping that he would really come, which, again, yes, there is a film that tells more of Marta and Andres' story, and it would be very interesting, but this story is about Vivo's character development in finding his voice and talking about expressing his emotions. He, oh right, I forgot the they lose the letter and they're uh, heartbroken that they've lost the letter and they failed the whole thing. But then the uh, Vivo knows the melody and Gabby knows the voice, so I guess there's a little bit of character development in that Gabby's like, well, I need people. I don't know. Then there's the whole thing with the, the BFF bracelet, which, like, implies that Gabby's always looking for a best friend, but they don't really imply that. She talks about how she's okay being alone, and she doesn't want to be a part of a team, and it never really feels like it's because she's ostracized. It 
honestly feels like she's kind of neurodivergent. I think that would have been very interesting, but you didn't go down that path and that's okay. Um, but then to make the, to, to have her wearing two BFF bracelets constantly and give one to Vivo felt, uh, like unearned character development. Like, oh, she found a, she found a best friend when it's like, okay, but you were looking for one since when, since when are we aware that you're looking for a best friend? So then, then Vivo finds Marta and gives her the song and that inspires her to go out on stage one last time and she ends up singing the song and it's this love song about how, and I already talked about it a little bit, but this love song about how I love you too much to hold you back, I'm not, I will always be there for you, I will always love you, but my fears can't get in the way and I'm, I was a little confused about that. I was, it was kind of like, well, Andreas, are you afraid to leave Cuba? Are you like, what's, uh, what are you afraid? Are, is it literally that you're afraid that it's implied that he's afraid that if he says, I love you, then Marta would stay and that would ruin her career, which like I've already expressed, I don't, I don't buy that for a second. That doesn't, that one doesn't make any sense to me. Marta is her own person whatever yeah if you love him let him go i guess but the whole song feels very parent to child to me because it's very like i'm not going to get in your way i'm not not i'm not entirely sold on that thing but it does feel like the finish it does feel like the end of the movie and i really wish personally that they didn't have the final musical number on the streets of Miami with Gabby and Vivo as the performers. Because for me, the whole point of this plot development was Vivo gaining his voice and telling people he loves them and, you know, in, in, becoming independent. Um, Kikachu. And that's, that is the species of animal. He's a Kikachu. Um, and then he just ends up being Gabby's Kikachu and Gabby has her show which is you know I guess kind of good that they showed Gabby getting some kind of recognition from people that she is interesting but it I just didn't I just didn't like that ending at all I wish you had ended it at the stage performance with on with the ghost of Andreas and everybody there and you deliver the love letter and you sing the final song done cool sweet call it the last ending just felt tacked on it was like you wrapped it up and tied it with a bow and then added another bow but the new bow that you've added takes away personally for me the way I read it is it takes away some of Vivo's independence it doesn't do anything for anyone's character development except for that because it doesn't literally develop Gabby's character any further that now she's quote-unquote accepted as a creative performer it doesn't do anything that Marta shows up it kind of does something that the mother now sees Gabby as valuable as valid as creative but the, the the relationship between the two of them wasn't really developed that much other than the mom was trying to get her to find friends and was trying to get her to uh, 
she, you know, there's like, oh, I let you keep your purple hair, so you owe me line, which I was didn't didn't really. It, it had this implication of like the controlling parent, but like kind of trying. And then there's this whole dead dad thing that just was completely unearned. It didn't have any. They mention it once. And then it comes back in the end when she's crying because she's so moved by the song and the whole story that Gabby being the she, sorry, pronoun Gabe ding, that Gabby is crying in the car with her mom because Andreas didn't get to tell Martha that he loved her. And uh, just like I didn't get to tell dad and I, that whole thing could have been developed more. It was, it did not come up. She did not talk about it. She did not express a whole lot about it, except for the mom at one point was like, I'm not your dad. I'm not the fun one. You're just like him, blah, blah, blah. And it just didn't have anything to it. It was a little bit of a like art to object. Like that just existed in its own space and did not tie into the rest of the world. So I don't know. I don't know why that had to be there. I don't think that it was necessary to relate Gabby to Marta and that someone they love died. I, I don't know. I really don't know. Um, because it could have been much more of a, an opportunity for the mother to develop throughout the movie of trying to be overprotective and not understanding her daughter and being controlling and then in the end of it, understanding like, oh, because there's, you know, there's a moment where Gabby's, where she's like, oh, you weren't lying that there was a Kikachu, and you're not lying that you actually came down here. I just thought you were pulling some shenanigans, which doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. Like, is Gabby really the kind of kid? Yes, we see through her actions throughout the movie that Gabby's the kind of kid who would just do whatever the fuck she wants to do, but I don't see Gabby as the kind of kid who would slough off the meeting with the Girl Scouts to just go to Miami on a whim. It's, it's, it all, there was just some pieces that just like didn't really fit together. And so even the moment at the ending ending where, you know, <laughs> I don't know, Vivo has given up his independence because he loves Gabby, question mark, and now he wants to be a street performer with Gabby now because he found a replacement for Andreas. What, I don't, what, are, what is this ending? And then, yeah, the mom is happy and proud for Gabby, I guess, by singing one line in the song about clapping her hands. It just does not do anything. I wish it wasn't there. I think that it could have ended on the stage and been more powerful. Anyway, all in all, great film, great music. Lin-Manuel Miranda, you continue to make me cry. I would highly recommend Vivo to everybody, kids or not dead parents or not. Um, uh, what would I rate this? I just, I've been drinking that coconut smoothie, so maybe it's like, um, maybe it's like a, co a, a smoothie with like coconut and milk and yogurt, pineapple and blueberries, and it's super good and it's super fresh. But then you add spinach and avocado because you're like, I really want it to be healthier. But then the avocado was frozen and it was frozen in like bigger chunks and it didn't really puree all the way. So then as you're drinking it, you're like, yes, this is delicious. These flavors are great. Oh God, chunk of frozen avocado. Fuck. Why didn't I strain that out when I was pouring it from the blender to the cup? Oh, well, at least, at least the whole thing was delicious. 
that's that's the adventure into almost adventure of almost anyway i'm basil okay thanks bye